The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't... Recently. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. I hope you had time to get together with the people of God and fellowship to encourage and build one another up. Uh, to pray for one another and to sing praise to the Lord. Uh, 
you need that. You, you guys, you need that. This is not just a physical battle that we're engaged in. It's a spiritual one as well. And so I hope you had time to do that with the people of God and uh, God encourage you with that. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. And I, I assure you, if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, if you have the ability to pull up on your phone, your computer at work, at home, or whatever, do that. Uh, our guest today is going to be going through some um, a presentation, if you will, kind of like we did with Dr. Lee Merritt when she was giving the mass presentation. So this is something you want to see. You can listen to it. We're going to talk about it. But this is something you want to see, too. So even if you can't do it now, if you can just listen, you want to see it later on. Uh, this is we're going to be talking about a very serious warning for parents who either have given their kids if they if they have younger kids. They've given them the first shot, but they haven't given them the second shot or they haven't given them any shots. This is a warning to you. Okay. It's not done out of hatred. It's done out of love. It's done out of love for you. It's done out of love for your kids that we don't even know, but it's warning you about what's going to happen or what the potential happens, depending on which uh, vial of the trial that you're going to get. Uh, or your kid's going to get, you really need to be warned about that. And so I'm going to bring on a guest to talk about that in a moment. We've had him on America's Frontline Doctor, uh, Dr. Bill Smith, and we're going to have him on in just a moment. But uh, you can click on the live stream there on sonsoflibertymedia.com, second video down on the right side of the page. Blow it up on the device you've got. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends in there, really lots of friends in there this morning, and it's great to see all you guys. And then we have across other platforms, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. You can watch the video there. You can also watch it on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Also, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you got a Roku device, yep, we're on there too at Cutting Edge TV. And we appreciate those, all of all of those platforms allowing us to be on there, not censoring us, including Rumble. And Rumble has said they won't censor, even though they put in the anti-Semitic kind of stuff that they put in. And you can't criticize Israel, Israel and nonsense like that. They've said that they're not going to be censoring people. That's what they said, even though they're going public. We'll wait and see. We'll, we'll hold them to their word until they show otherwise. But uh, if you want to join us on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Right above where we're at is Bradley's show from Saturday. If you missed that, you want to catch it. It's it's there until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then he goes live. Um, so if you hadn't heard Bradley, you want to check out Bradley. Okay. And then right above that is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. You get one email a day. That's all the articles me and Bradley do. Our contributors, uh, Suzanne Hamner is going to have a new one in there this morning. I got it late last night, and so sorry about that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything with it yesterday. I try to stay away from it on the Lord's Day as much as I can uh, because I just I don't want to be a part of that. I want my mind refreshed a little bit, my body refreshed, and things like that. So Suzanne's new one will be out this morning. Also, if you would like to help us and you agree with our message, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonslibertymedia.com. Please click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. That's our monthly partners. Click on that, and you can set that up. And then our store is available. This week, we're highlighting the To Spit Against Heaven DVD. Uh, Thomas Adams said, that which a man spits against heaven shall fall back on his own face. I, I don't understand that quite right. <laughs> I, I would think if you're falling back, you're falling on your back. But th the point is the same, is that if you're going to be at war with God— God's going to be at war with you, just just so you understand. The DVD <clears throat> is about 
the sodomite agenda, okay? To spit against heaven pulls the mask off the seemingly victim mentality and shows you the shocking and alarming facts behind the homosexual agenda. While the homosexuals are shouting tolerance and hate, you will find that they are the very perpetrators who are intolerant and hateful to anyone who points out their lawless behavior. They are attempting to turn Americans against the laws that expose their crimes and then have the audacity to call them hate crimes. Friends, how often have I said this? Any crime is not done out of love. Any any violation of the law is not done out of law, love. It is done out of hate. Okay? So when we sin against one another, we're not doing it because we love one another. Now, we may not knowingly, intentionally think we're trying to hate on somebody, but that's that's what we're demonstrating. And so this... Um, this DVD will show you clearly that this is not about equal rights, but rather about silencing all opposition, overturning the Constitution that is our nation, that our nation is founded upon. You can read this in Genesis 19. You can see how the men of Sodom came out to rape the angels, um, and then they attacked Lot. Oh, are you here to judge us now? Well, Lot was an elder in the city, and are you here to judge us now? Well. The Bible says he was a righteous man. He did some unrighteous things, but he was a righteous man. His righteous soul was vexed, uh, and he opposed them. And he said, don't do this wicked thing. And he wasn't a great dad. He sent his daughters out and all that. Anyway, if you want to pick up this DVD, it's normally $20. You can save 25% off with the promo code REPENT. Okay, pretty simple. REPENT is the promo code. Save 25%. Maybe you get one of these. Maybe you have a sodomite or a lesbian or you know, one of these people who's a guy who thinks he's a girl or dresses like a girl. I'm not going to call them transgenders because that's not what they are. Uh, any of those people, maybe you want to share that DVD with them. I don't know. Um, use that as a tool to help bring them to Christ. Maybe God would, in his mercy, as he did with some at Corinth. Remember those guys? There were sodomites in the church of Corinth uh, who had been sodomites. And he says, such were some of you, but you've been washed, you've been cleansed. Uh, you've been set apart. You've been made holy. That's what it means to be made holy. You're set apart. Um, and, and now you're not engaged in that practice of sin anymore. So there is hope for those who are engaged in that. And, and let me just say this real quickly. We've had Greg Quinlan on, who was engaged in that lifestyle. We've had Janet Boynes, on, who was engaged in, on the female side of that, uh, in that lifestyle and that sin that was there. And both of them were gloriously saved out of that. Now, did they just you know, turn into some, you know, I don't know, perfect person. No, there was time they brought forth fruits of repentance. And you know, in bringing forth fruits, you know what happens? It takes time to bring forth those fruits, doesn't it? There's an initial response. You get leaves on a tree and then you get the little sprouts and then they grow into the fruit, right? So if you're expecting that boop, there's an apple, I think you're expecting something that you don't see exist anywhere. Occasionally, you do see that with some people who are who are uh, converted. There's no question about that. But over time, watch the fruit. See what the fruit, what the tree is bearing, because the root and the tree is Christ, right? Romans 11. We're in Him. We're rooted in Him. So, with that said, just want to bring up one thing, and then we're going to bring in our guest. <clears throat> Have you guys seen this? Despite the mass censorship, Robert F. Kennedy's new book, which I bought the other week on Audible, I can't read it because I've just decided. Where I can, I'm going to buy the Audible versions so I can hear them while I'm working. Because I just the books, I love books. But my I've got more books than I got shelves for. But the problem is, is now the time to do it. So his book has become the number one bestseller across uh, Amazon, 
New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to ask our guest here in just a minute, if he's read that, uh, what he thinks about Robert F. Kennedy has brought. So let me do that. Our guest today, again, is America's Frontline Doctor, Dr. Bill Smith. And, uh, you know, we really appreciated what Bill had to bring last week because Bill is not just out there telling people, okay, this is what you need to do for your health and blah, blah. He's out there on the front lines uh, addressing city councils and other avenues that the Lord's opened up with. I think he's doing something with Clay Clark this week on the Reawaken America tour and stuff like that. Um, so he's out there doing the stuff, as we call it, and he's speaking out. He's willing to be arrested. He's willing to take uh, the criminals in and challenge their narrative and point out their crimes that are being committed against the people. And uh, it's my great privilege and honor to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Bill Smith. Good morning, man. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, we're we're doing great. We're doing great, and it's great to have you. And it looks like you're home. I think last week we had you, and it looked like you were in a hotel or something like that. So you're, it looks like you're home yeah. this week. And you got a presentation for us. I've opened up the ability for Bill to share his presentation with our audience, and that's why I told the people at Red State Talk Radio to tune over into the video platform. So, Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. You've got something that you want to – I do want to ask you, have you read Robert F. Kennedy's book? Have you picked that up or anything like that yet? I, I do have the book. I, I haven't gotten to read all of it yet, but it's it's phenomenal. Everyone should pick up a copy of that because the, he just exposes uh, one uh, you know bombshell uh, after another in that book, and and he's somebody that we need to support, and he's been uh, behind this uh, anti-vaccine uh, effort for a long time. So uh, yeah, if you don't have the book, go buy uh, Robert Kennedy's book. Yeah. And, you know, I know I'm not trying to make Robert F. Kennedy out to be some kind of great guy or, or this, that, and the other. We're trying to get him on the show. But on this issue, he seems to be right on it. I don't even think he's an anti-vaxxer. I think he's for vaccines. He just wants them to be he wants, you know, them to be transparent about what they're doing and everything else. And uh, I've listened to a couple of hours, I think, of the book so far. And I found it very interesting too the stuff that he's exposing. And some people say, oh, he's a Democrat. Will you guys get off of that for a second and just listen to what is being said and then go check it out? In fact, you don't have to look far. When he's talking about Fauci, my goodness, we've covered decades of stuff on Fauci, video, audio, um, what he's doing in the current situation. So I, I encourage people to do that. But, Dr. Bill, you're here to, to warn parents about the mRNA shots that they're calling the COVID vaccines. They're fraudulently calling it a, a vaccine. And myocarditis. And we were going to bring you on to talk about spike proteins. We're going to have you back, I hope, uh, maybe this week yeah. or next week, depending on your schedule, to talk about the spike proteins, things that people know and they don't know. But today, you felt like it was very important to talk about this issue of myocarditis and the younger children that they're targeting with this. So I'm going to turn it over to you and let you give your presentation here. All right. That sounds good. We'll just uh, we'll jump right in. So um, myocarditis is a big uh, issue. I'm just uh, can you guys see my screen okay on uh, the presentation there? I can't see it just yet. I just still see you. Okay. One second. Do we here. need to adjust something? I thought I turned it on to where everybody can do that. So, Yeah. We should have tested that right before the show. <laughs> okay. There we go. I think I got it now. Okay. Yep. There you go. There. Very good. All right. Now good. We're good. Yep. Okay. So uh, a lot of people, they, they, they've heard about myocarditis, the heart inflammation and these vaccines, but they don't know the truth about it. And so 
I wanted to explain what myocarditis was and, uh, and how these vaccines are contributing to myocarditis. So uh, you can kind of see there's our outline, what's myocarditis, have the clinical trials been completed, what's the current data telling us, um, how are the shots causing myocarditis, and does cardiac tissue ever recover from myocarditis? Finally, uh, what can people do? So myocarditis, uh, it's inflammation of the heart. There's three layers uh, to the heart. Uh, one's the pericardium, which is that outside layer, and then you have the myocardium, which is that inner muscular layer, and then deep within the heart, you have the endocardium. So myocarditis is inflammation of the muscular uh, layer of that heart just underneath the pericardium. And we're going to talk about pericarditis too, and pericarditis basically just inflammation of that pericardial uh, sac that surrounds the heart. So because myocarditis affects the heart cell electrical system, it can cause irregular heartbeats, sometimes called arrhythmias. Um, atrial fibrillation is a big one of those. And I've had quite a few patients come in uh, recently who've gotten a shot. They end up with AFib, and it's because of myocarditis, and they don't understand why. Uh, and this helps to explain why. But one of the most significant long-term complications associated with myocarditis is chronic heart failure. Uh, people's hearts just end up uh, dying. It's actually uh, the, a big reason behind heart transplants. 45% of heart transplants performed every year are because of myocarditis, and it will lead to uh, stroke, heart attack down the road. Uh, this is uh, interesting data from the Mayo Clinic. They estimate that there's a 50% a mortality rate over five years for an adult uh, with classic myocarditis. Uh, and I can't imagine any one of these kids who develops these myocarditis uh, cases, which is not normal. No kid should have myocarditis, and there's no such thing as mild myocarditis. But to think that half of them who develop uh, myocarditis are going to die within five years, it, this is why I'm doing the presentation. Uh, parents need to know about this stuff because they, a lot of them don't know that they're walking their kids into uh, this trap that could potentially lead to their early death uh, within the next few years. So we need to know. Uh, here's a quote from Dr. Uh, Kirk Milhone. He is a uh, pediatric heart specialist. He said the vaccine represents a greater danger to our children's health than COVID itself. Uh, it is frightening stuff when we have doctors saying that. So have the clinical trials been completed? Here's uh, the August 23rd community uh, approval letter. Uh, in it, it states that there are three clinical trials going on. Uh, for ages 12 through 15, those clinical trials will not end until October 31st, 2023. We're in the middle of a clinical trial, and this is, you know, they need to complete these things before they test it out on everyone in the world, but that's not, uh, that's, uh, they're just, they're trying to uh, experiment on us. Dr. Bill, uh, second study. Dr. Bill, can I ask you a question about that? I, I don't want to try yeah. to interrupt as much as I can, but this is, I, I think this is important for people to understand. You're pointing out community. Now, this is the one they got the approval on the application. Everybody thinks, oh, this is FDA approved. And you're showing us something. Wait a minute. We're in trials here, just like with yeah. all the EUAs and everything else. Nothing's actually approved at this point that's on the market. Am I understanding right? Yeah, so uh, when they approved it, they approved it knowing that there were current clinical trials still ongoing until 2023, 2024. Who, who would think this was okay? This is about money. This isn't about safety. Uh, if it were about health and safety, they would have completed these clinical trials before they approved it. 
So are they so much corruption? So are let me ask you this. So are they intentional? Do you think they're intentionally deceiving the people with this this news that came out a couple of months ago of an FDA approval for a Pfizer BioNTech community? They they tried to make it out for the vaccine, but it was really for the application that they had put in. Do you think they're intentionally trying to deceive the public into thinking there's an approved shot on the market and that when they go and get a shot, no matter who's made it or where they go to, that that is an approved shot, that it's real, that it's truly safe and effective like they say? that. Do you think they're really intentionally deceiving people? Yeah, they are intentionally deceiving people because what they're doing is they they kept the EUA on the Pfizer uh, shot so that they can change the ingredients uh, anytime that they want to. And we're going to go over that because one of the ingredients they changed was something called tromezamine, which is a cardiac uh, resuscitation drug. It was there to restart the heart because they know there are these heart issues. And so they, they're just on the fly adding different ingredients as they go along. And, and so we're, we're going to see that. This, it's, it's evil. I don't know how else to describe it. But the, our government uh, is, is trying to kill us, quite honestly. I don't have any other explanation. After you, I get done with the presentation, uh, there's no other conclusion to come to besides that our, our government is trying to kill us. Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make clarification because I know some people hear that. And I just wanted to point that out and let you you're you're an expert in this area so i wanted to let you uh, get your say in that so i apologize for interrupting but i did think that needed clarification no problem uh, yeah interrupt at any point uh, just to clarify anything so uh, another study that's still going on are for children between the ages of six months and below 12 years of age and that uh, study doesn't end until may 31st 2024 and then they, finally, they have another study for infants below the age of six that doesn't end until October the 31st, 2024. They're looking at safety and effectiveness of the comirnaty vaccine in these studies. Uh, the next studies that are ongoing, uh, this was in the August 23rd comirnaty approval letter, um, have to do with myocarditis and pericarditis specifically. So they, they knew that there is an issue with heart inflammation. Uh, and so they have other studies that address that. So th- in the United States, they're doing these myocarditis, pericarditis uh, studies until October the 31st, 2025. 2025. By the time this study is done, they'll have injected everyone in the world. Uh, most likely, or force injected us. We, we have to refuse to be part of this experiment. This is an experiment that is ongoing. And they tell us, this is straight from the FDA's website. I have links for everything. Uh, the next study that they have going on is for people in Europe uh, that have to do with myocarditis and pericarditis following the uh, vaccination. That doesn't end until September the 30th, 2024. And then finally, there's a, uh, another study uh, that's to describe the natural history of myocarditis and pericarditis, and that uh, doesn't end until September 30th, 2024. This is just, we're, we're lab rats here. Uh, some other studies that are ongoing, there's a five-year follow-up for the potential long-term consequences of myocarditis after vaccination. That does not end until May 31st, 2027. 2027, that's insane. Um, another study uh, was myocarditis following uh, the uh, second dose of the shot in participants that are 5 through 15 years of age. The final report doesn't come out until May 31st, 2024. And then there's another study here, myocarditis following the third dose of the vaccine in 16 to 30-year-olds. 
that doesn't end until December 31st, 2022. And then Pfizer has their own clinical trial going. Those, those were for community. This is for the Pfizer shot. It's the prevalence of myocarditis after the vaccine that does not end until April, 2022. So they want to keep pumping us full of these shots and they still uh, are under clinical trial. None of this has ever been finalized. So what's the current data telling us? This is from the CDC. Uh, the CDC says that evidence from multiple safety monitoring systems in multiple countries supports the finding of an increased risk of myocarditis and myopericarditis following the mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. Those who are at risk are adolescents and young adults more than any other population, males more than females, and it's greater following the second dose versus the first dose. And generally, you're going to see these myocarditis, heart inflammation cases uh, a few days after vaccination. Most of them have uh, happened within a week. And then they come to this conclusion that cases have tended to be clinically mild. And I'm going to show you why that's a lie and why there's no such thing as uh, mild myocarditis. Now, this is from the uh, Defense Health Agency having to do with our military health system. And here's what they're saying. They're saying that myocarditis uh, usually happens within seven days of vaccination. The risk is strongly dependent on age, sex, vaccine dose, and the type of vaccine. And they're seeing it more in the mRNA uh, doses. Their recommendation from the uh, college, American College of Cardiology, if you get myocarditis, you're supposed to limit uh, strenuous uh, activity for three to six months. Strenuous activity. You think military members can limit strenuous activity? It's impossible. Uh, children, you know, these athletes, we see a lot of these cases of athletes collapsing on the field. That's strenuous activity. There's a reason why their heart stops so while they're in the middle of a game and they collapse on the field. That's what myocarditis does to you, mild cases of myocarditis. Here's a fact sheet from the FDA, uh, and here's what the FDA says. These are not my words. These are from the FDA. They're saying that post-marketing data incre uh, demonstrates increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis, usually within a week of following the second dose, and the observed risk is higher in a, among males under the age of 40 than in females and older males. And here's what gets me. They say that their information is not yet available at the, about the potential long-term consequences. They, they know that there's not information about what's going to happen, you know, one, two, three, four, five, ten years down the road. But they say, let's keep on giving the shot. We'll figure it out uh, as time goes on and we inject everyone in the world. No, that's not how this works. That's not uh, safety. We need to do the safety, see if the shots are safe. And the FDA knows that we're not doing this, yet they still are pushing the shot. Uh, they, they know that it has to do with the mRNA vaccine. So the following vaccine adverse uh, reactions have been identified during post-authorization use of the uh, Moderna vaccine. Myocarditis and pericarditis, they know that uh, these shots are causing this heart inflammation. This is an uh, advisory uh, committee uh, letter from October the 26th from the FDA. And uh, this is shocking. It says the model predicts that there are going to be more excess hospitalizations from vaccine-related myocarditis and pericarditis compared to prevented hospitalization uh, when people get COVID-19, especially in males. So they're saying that more people are going to be hospitalized from myocarditis and pericarditis because of the shot than if they had just gotten COVID-19. That's not a, uh, a benefit-rich-reward ratio that makes any sense. 
in order for a shot or any medical treatment to make sense, you have to have a decrease uh, in, in the thing that you're trying to prevent. And what they're saying here is more people end up in the hospital with myocarditis and pericarditis because of the shot. This, this is just crazy. This needs to be taken off the market. That's crazy. Uh, here's another letter from October 14, 2021. I say additional safety data were provided for assessment of serious adverse events and other events of interest, myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, after the shot. It says the efficacy against symptomatic COVID-19 disease was not evaluated for phase two um, Moderna booster recipients. They didn't evaluate the efficacy uh, for phase two. This is ridiculous. Uh, Post-EUA safety surveillance reports received by the FDA and the CDC, they identified increased risks of myocarditis and pericarditis within seven days following the administration of uh, the second dose of the two-dose Moderna uh, primary vaccination series. Reporting rates for medical chart confirmed myocarditis and pericarditis and, and VARES have been higher among males under the age of 40 than among females and other males. I'm going to get to exactly why that is because they know why uh, males are getting it more than females. And, and this thing is a target of bioweapon, and, and I'm going to explain that. There's another letter from the FDA uh, from their Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. It says, although some cases of vaccine-associated myocarditis and pericarditis have required intensive care support, available data from short-term follow-up studies suggest that most individuals have had resolution of symptoms with conservative management. However, the information is not yet available about the potential long-term consequences and outcomes in affected individuals. They don't know what's going to happen five or 10 years down the road. And they're telling us that. And they're saying, well, let's go get the shot and we'll figure it out. Uh, or whether the vaccine might be associated with myocarditis. The mechanism of action by which the vaccine could cause myocarditis and pericarditis has not been established. They don't, they're saying they don't know why these people are getting this hard information. Um, so let's just figure it out later on. No, stop. Stop the shots. You tell us you don't know why this is happening. Figure it out. Get it uh, under control. Instead, they're killing people because, like I said before, 50% of people who develop myocarditis won't live another five years. Well, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, can I, yeah. can I, can I ask you, you're saying stop the shots, and I agree with you. But there's also this thing of they know what they're doing. They've been, they've been pushing this thing for almost two years. They've been pushing it out. And instead of rolling it back and saying, hey, we've got some problems here, we even heard, uh, uh, I forget the guy's name, over the military that Donald Trump put in charge of you know, gathering all these shots. They had millions of vials of these shots already stockpiled before they were even approved for emergency use authorization. And they come out and they're, they've been pushing it, and now they're creating pills that they want you to take every month with it. They're not going back and saying, hey – we no. got people dying here. We need to be a little more, we need to be a lot more responsible with what we're doing. We're going to shut it down ourselves. They don't do that because there's, mu- let me, let me change it. There's, I, there's Federal Reserve IOU debt notes to be, I want people to understand that, yeah. th- that it's not money to be made. It's not gold and silver. It's not constitutional money. It's debt notes to be made off of the backs of the slaves who transact with that particular currency i want people to understand what they're doing how they're selling themselves out they're selling your children out and they're lying to you and they have no concern for your health you're exactly right when you talk about they're targeting um the the people in this and it's like 
we don't care. We don't care if you're dying. This is a, you're the guinea pigs. Uh, you're the animal. And this is why I say we've been desensitized to the testing of animals. Now we've been desensitized to the abortion, uh, the murder of the unborn in the womb. And now it's young children, middle-aged and elderly were being desensitized to as they kill them off too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, we need to hold these people accountable. And Dr. David Martin, I, I have a link to a letter that he's uh, drafted that needs to be sent off to every attorney general and every United States attorney demanding that these people be held accountable. These Dr. Fauci that are out there, uh, these, uh, these organizations, FDA, the CDC, they know what they're doing. They're harming the American people. And we need to uh, hold these people accountable and take down these organizations and take down these people uh, these scientists uh, and these doctors that are trying to kill us and bring them to justice. So Dr. David Martin, after at the end of my presentation, get a copy of his letter, send it certified mail to every U.S. attorney and every attorney general, your attorney general, and demand that they hold people accountable. Yeah, can you get me a copy of that? I'll have a link up on yeah. the Morning Show archive so people can grab that and do just what you said. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, here's a, a graph showing myocarditis, pericarditis with the COVID vaccine and comparing it to myocarditis and pericarditis with the flu vaccine. And this is just, it's, it's laughable. It's comical, uh, you know, if it weren't so sad. Uh, but we can see the very clear evidence and data showing that um, people are getting much higher incidence of myocarditis, pericarditis, but specifically it's the younger generations, those people who are uh, 40 and below are more likely to get this myocarditis and pericarditis. The next uh, chart here shows you the difference between uh, post-dose one and post-dose two uh, with the COVID vaccines. And it shows you that uh, it's mostly occurring after dose two. Uh, although there is quite a few people, uh, dose one, they're getting myocarditis, but mostly in the younger ages, uh, the 20, 25 years and below, get massive amounts of myocarditis after the second dose. Uh, this is just showing the incidence of myocarditis and pericarditis for all vaccines since 2010. And we could see a little problem here. I'm, I'm not a statistician, uh, but it's pretty obvious to me when you look from 2010 to 2020, there were hardly any cases of myocarditis after vaccination. In 2021, giant red uh, bar graph there. And we shouldn't need any more proof. Just show that. Oh, well, there's a problem here. Uh, this is not normal. <clears throat> Here's the uh, reports for COVID uh, reports for myocarditis by age and manufacturer. And what we're seeing is most of them are in the younger age groups, and most of them are occurring after the Pfizer vaccine. The second would be the Moderna. Not a whole lot with the J&J &J vaccine. That has its own problems, but uh, major myocarditis risk with Pfizer and Moderna. And here we see a, a graph, a chart, uh, comparing males to females. And what we can see here is there's a control in that uh, chart, and the control stays relatively low. But we see massive deviation uh, in people who are vaccinated, specifically in males. But it's not just males. Females are getting uh, increased uh, rates of myocarditis as well with this shot. Here we can see a, a major outlier. What we're looking at, we're looking at the incident of myocarditis, pericarditis, and vaccinated subjects. And we've got different conditions, different variables on the side here, myocarditis, troponin, uh, acute appendicitis, pancreatitis. They're just comparing. And what they saw... This risk ratio, people uh, who took the shot 
had a nine times greater risk of developing myocarditis compared to people who did not get the shot. So this is the proof right there. Don't get the shot. You're putting you at a greater risk of myocarditis, nine times greater risk. And we have a uh, chart showing elevated troponin uh, levels, which is cardiac enzyme that's released when you have cardiac damage, uh, tissue damage. And in males, we see a major uh, deviation from the control group, from those who did not get the vaccine. The vaccinated males have a much higher incident of elevated troponin levels, which is heart damage levels following vaccination. And the same could be said for females. So it's not as high as males, and that historically hasn't been as high. So, but you see, like almost a doubling of uh, those rates of myocarditis uh, in in whether with the troponin, elevated troponin levels uh, in the vaccinated uh, patients. Here's an article from uh, from a journal: it's incident of myocarditis, pericarditis following uh, COVID vaccine. The study found a statistically significant increase in the age-adjusted incident of myocarditis in vaccinated men. So taken together, this suggests that viral illness did not drive the increased incident of myocarditis in vaccinated men. So the, the people who want to say that it's the uh, virus that's causing the increased rates of myocarditis, it's a lie. This journal article says that it was vaccinated men in particular who developed these massive increases in myocarditis. Uh, one proposed uh, mechanism for the difference in incident is that the high, women have a higher level of estradiol compared to men. Men have higher levels of testosterone. So having higher levels of testosterone sets you up for um, myocarditis, and that's why it's affecting younger men more than older men. You know, you go over 40, your your testosterone levels start to decline, and, uh, you know, that's going to lead to decreased cases of myocarditis. The younger men in particular uh, are more prone because of testosterone. Uh, here's uh, what says seven out of 10 cases of myocarditis uh, occurred after the second dose. That's why I'm giving this presentation today, because a lot of the five to 11 year old kids have not gotten the second dose yet. And once they get that second dose, we're going to see a massive spikes in five to 11 year old children of myocarditis. That's why we have to stop it as soon as we can. So myocarditis after the vaccine, myocarditis, pericarditis observed after the COVID vaccine developed rapidly in younger patients, mostly after the second dose. Pericarditis, however, affected older patients uh, later. It wasn't right after the shot, but they did develop heart issues, uh, and that's where a lot of this AFib comes from. mRNA vaccines and the CDC recently reported a possible association between COVID-19 mRNA vaccines and myocarditis, particularly in young males. So this study uh, that I'm reading from, from the Journal of the American Medical Association, it shows a similar pattern, although at higher incidence. So what they're saying is it's suggesting that vaccine adverse events uh, are underreported. This is from a Journal of American Medical Association. Uh, they're not reporting all the myocarditis cases. We've known this, and from uh, estimates that I've seen, only 1% of the myocarditis and all the adverse events are being reported to the various database, and I think you guys are probably aware of that. Yeah, we are. D- Dr. Bill, let me ask a question. Somebody's got a question in here. Can It sounds like what they're trying they're, – they're putting this information out, but then they try to make uh, – the question is – can you speak to the attempt to normalize heart attacks in children now that they're being in, now that they're injecting the kids? Is that that's part of what you're seeing here too, right? Is this normalization? Yeah. And that was what you were doing with the graph, is it not? 
Yeah, with the graphs, we wanted to point out that, that uh, it's, this isn't normal. When you go and you, you look at the history of uh, you know, these vaccine myocarditis cases, there are hardly any cases of myocarditis. And in 2021, it's off the charts. They're, they're trying to normalize something that has never been normal by saying kids have these heart uh, issues. And that's something that we should just expect. No. We should never expect it. A kid having a heart issue is not a normal thing. And, and something inside of you should tell you that that is not normal. We, we've known uh, this for a long time. You know, kids don't develop heart issues. They don't collapse on the field and, and die of a heart complication. That is not normal. When they say that it's normal, they're, they're lying to you. Um, so here's another study, uh, myocarditis with uh, COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. And by the way, I'm only showing you a handful of these studies. Uh, there are more. I could talk about this for, for hours, but, you know, we, I'm just trying to give you some meat to show you proof that the vaccines are causing heart issues. So myocarditis has been recognized as a, they're saying it's a rare complication. Rare would be when one kid gets it, not when thousands of kids get it. So myocarditis has been recognized as a rare complication of coronavirus disease, 2019 mRNA vaccination, especially in young adults and adolescent males. The reasons for male pre predominance in myocarditis cases is unknown. They're saying it's unknown. But you know, that right there should tell you to stop. But possible explanations relate to sex hormone differences in immune response and myocarditis. So, again, going back to testosterone. Um, COVID-19, should we be worried about the reports of myocarditis and pericarditis? There's a clear and large, large safety signal in young men and a clear but small signal in young women as well. So this, uh, the doctor who did this study, uh, he said he thinks that the U.S. should suspend all vaccination in children under 18 and give only one dose of vaccine to men under age 25. You know, they're kind of headed the right direction, but uh, he should just come straight out and say they need to stop the shot. Myocarditis following the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, uh, generally there were uh, more reactions of myocarditis following both dose two uh, within 48 hours after vaccination. And it said the myocarditis uh, could be the mRNA vaccine-related adverse reaction. Providers should be vigilant for myocarditis after COVID-19 mRNA vaccination and further research, further research, they're calling for further research is required to understand the long-term cardiovascular risk. <laughs> we can't keep putting the shot into ourselves. They're, they're, they don't understand why it's causing the issue. Uh, you can't keep injecting. Dr. Bill. Myocarditis after the five. Yeah, go ahead. Can, can I ask another question here? This is from, yeah. I, I'm just po post, posting these because the, the, the chat's moving so fast here. Uh, we got a question that says, uh, if a 60-plus-year-old had the Moderna jab with no ad adverse reactions yet, does that mean they won't have future issues? Is there a blood test uh, they could take to see if there's any upcoming health issues? So, uh, you know, they've got a lot of separate issues. I'm addressing the myocarditis, particularly because it's affecting our young men. Sure. But uh, the older populations, they're dying from uh, blood clots. <laughs> and that's something I'll, I'll talk about when I, I give the spike protein presentation because the spike protein uh, is what's causing a lot of these issues. I'm going to explain mechanism uh, here shortly on why we're getting lung inflammation, massive inflammation throughout the body, uh, thrombosis, and, and many other issues. But no one should be taking any shot. Uh, regardless of whether you're over 60 or whether you're five years old, 
these shots have different consequences for different age groups, but myocarditis, this in particular, affects younger age groups, uh, younger males in particular. So we, we need to just stop. Don't take any shot. If you're listening to this, don't take the shot. Don't go out and get the PCR test because it just drives the pandemic because they're going to they're gonna blame myocarditis on, uh, on COVID, uh, the virus, not on the shot. They're trying to create a cover, and this is what they've been doing throughout the whole pandemic. They want to blame things that they're creating on this virus, which they created, by the way. So I guess they, they're right in, uh, in blaming it on that. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if they can even if we can even improve one exists. Now, just what you're saying, yesterday I put out this little report here, former CBS Health Watch reporter, America, you've been tricked, lied to, and conned and taken for a devastating ride, and Fauci told you so. He was telling them about the PCR test, and yet he was letting it go on. He wasn't putting a stop to it. He knew they were over-ramping that up. He knew it wasn't supposed to be used. I, personally, I have to question whether Kerry Mullis was killed off right before all this stuff started in the first yeah. place, but Mullis pointed us out that you can find anything you want if you want to ramp that up far enough, but it's not to be used diagnostically uh, in the way that they've been using it. So they've been ramping up the fear through something they shouldn't have been doing in the first place. So that's, that's good advice, I think. I'm, I, again, I apologize. I just want to get these yeah. questions in when people ask them. Yeah, and I have a whole presentation on the PCR test as well because PCR test is an absolute piece of junk. At, at 35 cycles, there's only a 3% uh, accuracy rate on that PCR test, and it's only picking up uh, dead nucleotides. It can't pick up a virus. And, it, you know, this, this virus that they say that they found, they haven't isolated anything. Uh, if they found anything, it's a, a monkey uh, illness, and they were only able to reinfect other monkey cells. So that's a whole other uh, issue. But uh, back to the myocarditis, uh, here's a study from the New England Journal of Medicine. It said the incident of myocarditis after two doses of Pfizer vaccine uh, was low, but higher than the incident among unvaccinated persons among historical controls. The risk of myocarditis was driven primarily by the increased incident after the second dose of the vaccine in young male recipients. So by the time I get done with this, it should be uh, pounded into your head that this is affecting young males more than any other age group, and it's after the second dose. So if you know any young males who have gotten the first dose, you got to tell them, don't get the second dose. Show them the presentation. Uh, here's a, another article from the New England Journal of Medicine. It said, fulminant myocarditis developed within two weeks after COVID vaccine. No other causes were identified by the PCR assay or serologic examination. So it, it, the only cause of myocarditis was the vaccination. And then I included a picture of what the cardiac tissue looks like. They took a biopsy of inflamed heart tissue, and they also uh, did an autopsy on someone's uh, heart tissue after they died. It was the same thing, massive infiltration of something called eosinophils, which are white blood cells that uh, go into the heart to try and, uh, try and control uh, all the, uh, the negative consequences of the shot. Here's a, uh, another journal article. The risk of myocarditis is estimated to be significantly higher among young males after the second dose of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine. Myocarditis can occur after COVID-19 mRNA vaccination, regardless of race, especially in young males. So it doesn't care what color your skin is. Uh, it's coming after your heart. Uh, here, New England Journal of Medicine, another one. Myocarditis after COVID-19 vaccination in the large healthcare organization says the highest incident was among male patients between the age of 16 and 29. Most cases of myocarditis were moderate or mild in severity. And like I said, I'm going to show you why that uh, there's no such thing as mild myocarditis. 
Um, another journal article, myocarditis, pericarditis after the vaccine, uh, treatment is largely supportive. So they don't have a treatment. They're just going to support you. They don't have a way to reverse this damage. The patient who was suspected myocarditis and pericarditis after the first dose of the mRNA vaccine, uh, deferral of a second dose is recommended until additional reports become available. Again, they don't have the data. They don't have the research to show what's going to happen down the road. Uh, you're taking It's like Russian roulette. You're just taking a shot like, well, let's, <laughs> let's hope that nothing bad happens. So what they found was normal troponin levels in a normal EKG or ECG on presentation does not exclude isolated pericarditis. So you can walk in with perfectly uh, normal labs, have symptoms, and you can still have uh, heart issues. Myocarditis and pericarditis after vaccination. So they had 19 patients in the hospital. They said it was self-limited syndrome. There's, it's, myocarditis isn't self-limited, it's permanent. Myocarditis developed rapidly in younger patients, mostly after the second vaccination. Pericarditis tend to affect older patients later on. Some vaccines are associated with myocarditis, including mRNA vaccines. The CDC shows this. The study shows a similar pattern. This study that I'm reading from, from the Journal of American Medical Association, it shows a similar pattern as the CDC, although at a higher incident, again, suggesting that vaccine adverse events are underreported. So here, myocarditis associated with mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. Five patients were identified. They had abnormal troponin levels in electrocardiogram findings, and they were all hospitalized, all hospitalized. That's not mild. Anytime you're hospitalized, it's not a mild illness um, because of acute onset of chest pain. They had ipsilateral axillary lymphadenopathy. So their lymph nodes were swollen near the vaccination site, which means that that vaccine did not stay in the muscle tissue. It got into the lymph nodes and got to the bloodstream in those patients, and that's what uh, led to it going to the heart. They had no respiratory symptoms, uh, skin rash, any of that stuff. And so the only thing that they could find was that the shot caused the myocarditis. So myocarditis following COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. Now, myocarditis is a rare adverse event. You know, zero would be uh, rare. One case would be rare, not thousands of cases. So that was associated with the mRNA vaccines. And in adults, males, it occurred with significantly higher incident than the background population rate. Recurrence of myocarditis after a subsequent vaccine dose is not known at this time. So what they're saying is if you get another shot, you don't know if you're going to get another case of myocarditis. If you've got myocarditis after a shot, don't get any more shots. They can't uh, guarantee that you're not going to have a much more serious heart reaction after another dose. And that's what they're pushing. They want everybody pushing the booster now. Well, we've got this Omicron variant. Go out and get your booster. They're trying to kill us. Uh, th this is what it boils down to. They're trying to kill us. And if this, after this presentation, is it absolutely clear to you that they're trying to kill us? It should be. So right now, they're, they're saying that uh, this study, uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, it, it says that the J&J &J shot wasn't associated with increased myocarditis and pericarditis. That doesn't go out and mean go out and get the J&J &J shot. The J&J &J shot has much more uh, serious issues than just myocarditis. For example, blood clots. They have a higher incidence of blood clots with the J&J &J shot compared to the Pfizer and Moderna. You know, if I had to pick one uh, versus the other, I would probably pick myocarditis over blood clots because blood clots will kill you instantly. Myocarditis will kill you in, in five years. But don't get any of the shots. 
Um, this study found that increased risk of myocarditis following uh, mRNA vaccines. So, uh, you know, how many studies do I have to show that the, they, the shots are causing myocarditis? For different age group, the incident rate was highest in adolescents, age 12 to 17 years of age. So young kids. And here, just another chart showing you 12 to 17, massive spike in the number of cases of myocarditis in uh, the younger age groups. Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, can I I interrupt you just a second here? Because we're we're about three minutes out from the end of the show. So we're going to hold you over a little bit uh, anyway. But one of the things I want to do is our friend Kathy's in the in the chat and she's been on the show before too, a longtime friend. And one of the things I want to I want to kind of help people understand the reason why we need to stop this, why we need to repent of the propaganda that we've been taking in some some people have been taking in other people like the sons of liberty have been repelling it uh america's frontline doctors have been repelling it is i want to take people to the scripture so i want to get that in before we close this before we close out the radio portion of the show and then you guys on red state talk radio if you're not already joined us you can see the rest of dr bill's presentation but look at what scripture says i mean I don't have to wear the hippest T-shirt. I wear raggedy old, falling apart, holes in them kind of T-shirts and stuff. Uh, this is a new hat Bradley sent me, but uh, I, you know I'm one of those guys. I, I don't do it. I don't do that stuff. I don't have to wear the latest belt buckle or the shoes or the jeans or whatever to make the Bible relevant. The Bible is relevant because God has said it, and God has not gone away from us. He is intimately involved with us. In fact, all that we are experiencing now is part of His judgments. Look at Deuteronomy 28. Beginning at verse 45, moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments. Guys, look, I love you guys in the in the in the in the chat. I'm not trying to beat you up, but just claiming the blood of Jesus. How do you claim the blood of Jesus? By obeying his commandments. Not by saying words, but by doing deeds, okay? And his statutes, which he commanded thee, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. That's your children. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. And listen to what he says. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want and of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck upon until he have destroyed thee. And look, he's already demonstrated in 70 AD with his uh, the old covenant people of Israel. And then he says, the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which thou shalt not regard the person of the old, nor show favor for the young. And and, and it goes on from there. Read the rest of Deuteronomy 28. And the point I'm trying to make is, somebody asks, why would they be doing this to children? They're doing it to soften us up for judgment. Donald Trump fattened us up. Okay. Now they're softening us up for the rest unless we repent. And I'm telling you, if we don't, it's Deuteronomy 28, if we don't repent, God's going to bring this on us. And the Bible warns us it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 
we don't want to do that. We're, we're making an enemy out of God. That's what we're doing. It's time we befriend God. We leave behind the world. We reject this demonic forces come against us because of our own sin, and we stand firm in the faith. Bradley, be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Catch us on, on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Uh, Dr. Bill, I apologize for <laughs> interrupting there, but That's I wanted okay. to get that in because I want people to see the things that you're talking about. Yeah, God didn't say myocarditis. He didn't use that in the text. But I do believe that when you read Deuteronomy 28, God provided all kinds of blessings if we would just obey him. And America yeah. has gotten caught up in her, her wealth and her ease, as Matt Trujillo says. We, we, become, we think that, that we're our own gods. Now, we won't necessarily, some people won't say it. Uh, they won't say it with those words, but they're demonstrating in their actions. We have no need of God. We, we're taking care of ourselves. You know, we're hardworking. We're, we're doing this. We believe in self-reliance and the rugged individualism and all this kind of stuff, which, look, I believe the Bible calls us to do those kinds of things. What it, Ecclesiastes says, whatever we find to do with our hands, we should do with all our might. The Bible, uh, Paul admonishes the people in Thessalonica that, uh, you know, the one who doesn't work shouldn't eat. So we realize means that God uses to provide for us. But, man, he says, if you don't obey the commands, it's going to get worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. And Leviticus 26 says, I'm going to send it seven times harder because you don't get the point. It's Let me give an example, and I'm going to, let you, I'm going to turn it back over to you fin- finish your presentation. I, I remember when my kids were small, and my oldest daughter, I love her to death, so it's not anything bad. but She's like her daddy. She's she got a hard head. She's got a hard head. And that makes for a soft bottom. That's what my dad used to say. <laughs> and uh so when you know, if I had to issue corporal punishment, you know, a spanking, um, and I always always started it with here's why it's wrong. We go to the Bible, we pray, you know, we we administer the punishment, and she was one who would stiffen up like a board to run from me, and I would just say, Okay, well, there's gonna be a couple more licks that come in here with you if you don't come over here. And I would do it quickly. I didn't want to. I didn't want to drag it out. And then I would pray with her, and I would hug her mm-hmm. and love her. And she knows that. She knows that to this day that that Daddy did what he did because I loved it. And I'm not going to be one of those who tell pe- my kids it hurts me worse than it hurts you. No, it hurts pretty bad when you're getting the spanking. Okay, it hurts pretty bad. I just want it to be done. I want the correction to be there, and I, I want to see the fruit of repentance of that. So when we look at Deuteronomy 28. You're pointing out the things God is showing us. The presentation you're showing us is God's judgment. I don't yeah. see how anybody can see it any different. He's even judging our children because of our lack of obedience to him. And That's right. it can all stop when we repent. I, I think you agree with that message. It can all stop when we repent, and God can destroy our enemies right in front of our face. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I go back to uh, the book of Jonah. Uh, when when he went in the city, uh, he, he told them to repent, and they actually listened. And then they, uh, they they covered themselves. They they put on sackcloth and covered themselves in ashes and repented. I think that's the the um, what we need to do in this country. We need to take a, a book, uh, a note from the book of uh, Jonah, and put on sackcloth and ashes and repent of all the evil that we've done, all these children that we've murdered. You know, we're supposed to be protecting our children, and instead we're 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 walking them into the gas chamber. This is it. It's just sad what uh, what we're doing. You know, the Bible says the the life is in the blood, and we're poisoning our blood. 
makes great judgment that's going to come because we did not trust God. We, we trusted in a spirit of fear. We trusted in a man-made solution, which is this vaccine, in order to save us from death. But the reality is we need to fear God more than we fear death because God sent a solution as Jesus Christ to come to this earth to die for our sins so that we could spend eternity with him. So yeah, and so we can, are, and so we can build the kingdom here and now. There, the, yes. you know, that's that's part of the thing is building the kingdom. This is, look, I'm going to tell you, this is why I have guys like you, Dr. Michael Roth. You know, I have some people who I I know are not Christian believers, Dr. Jane Ruby, and other people come on because they're telling the truth about this particular issue, and it's to warn them we're to build the kingdom by telling the truth. By giving the gospel that saves men from their sin, and um, yeah. y- you're exactly right. So, uh, I could go ahead and finish your presentation. But I wanted people to understand sure. this does relate directly to what God said He would bring upon a disobedient people. That's exactly right. And I'm just a watchman on the wall, and I'm out there screaming, "Don't do this! Trust God. God, uh, God's given you the tool that you need in order to survive this thing, and we need to go out and, and um, yell to the people that don't know." Uh, and educate them and share the gospel with them. Uh, Jesus saves, not the vaccine. So, Amen. Uh, this, Amen. Little, this little chart that I've got here, uh, what it shows is that most of the, the percentage on the right hand side, the percentage of people who got myocarditis were in the 44 to 12 to 17. This is before all the data is coming out for those kids below the age of 12. And we're going to see massive spikes when that data starts coming out. Uh, males more than females, 73% of the cases of myocarditis were in males. And then uh, most of them were from the mRNA vaccines. But listen to this. This is what got me. And the, under the adverse events, you remember how they were kept on saying that it's mild, mild case of myocarditis. Well, uh, tell me if this is mild. Most of the, the adverse events were serious. 70% of the adverse events were serious. That doesn't sound mild to me. And then 67% of those myocarditis cases ended up in the hospital. That's not mild. Anytime you end up in the hospital with a serious case of myocarditis, that is not mild. They're lying to us whenever they say it's a mild case of myocarditis. Uh, ignore that. We know it's a lie. So this, this is uh, a, a case study that they did following the U.S. military. Uh, they took 23 male patients from military members, and God bless our military, they should not be subjected to this poison, this death shot. What they found, they presented with acute onset of marked chest pain within four days after receiving the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine. All of these military members were previously healthy with a high level of fitness. They were, these people were healthy. They were not sick. Seven of them received the Pfizer, 16 received the Moderna. A total of 20 patients had symptom onset following the second dose of the, uh, the vaccine. All patients had significantly elevated cardiac component levels, which meant that that heart uh, was damaged after they got the shot. So additional testing did not identify other causes for the myocarditis, including acute COVID-19 or other infections. While they observed the number of myocarditis cases was small, the number was higher than expected among male military members after a second vaccine dose. They're killing our military. You know, we're going to be ripe for the picking. We have a sick military after they get these shots. And, you know, we're not going to be protected like we have been in the past. So, again, part of God's judgment. We're not trusting him. He's getting rid of our defenses so our enemy can come in and storm the gates and we won't have anybody there to defend us. 
This is wrong what they're doing to our military. There are features of inflammatory heart reaction following mRNA COVID-19 vaccination at global level. Reporting of rate of myocarditis was increased in young males and adolescents. Uh, and here's just how uh, physicians uh, are told to diagnose it. One of the symptoms that can be seen after the mRNA vaccine associated with myocarditis is fever. Does anybody know anybody that's got the shot uh, that ended up with a fever? I think that's one of the most common side effects, and that could be an indication of uh, a heart issue, according to what they're telling uh, medical doctors to look for. Cardiac complications following the COVID vaccines. Uh, COVID-2 vaccines in general may cause uh, thrombosis or thromboembolic events, which are blood clots, such as uh, cerebral venous thrombosis, which is blood clot that blocks uh, blood going to your brain. And the mRNA va vaccines in particular may cause myocarditis and pericarditis in younger adults after the second dose. So how are the shots causing myocarditis? So this, this is the meat here. We understand that it's causing it. Well, how are they causing it? I'm just going to tell you right now, this is straight from the CDC. Well, there's a really little bit about what they say. It says, to trigger an immune response, many vaccines put a weakened or inactivated germ into our bodies or a bioweapon. <laughs> no vaccine. Uh, in, in, in particular, the mRNA vaccine used mRNA that's created in a laboratory. This mRNA is not natural. It's a synthetic mRNA. And if you don't know that, this is your wake-up call. This is a bioweapon created in a laboratory uh, by the United States government, the CDC, the NIH, and then NIAID. Anthony Fauci is responsible for creating a bioweapon in a laboratory, sticking it into a shot, and injecting people with it. This is straight from the CDC. So the whole goal is to trigger an immune response in our bodies. They, they say this is a good thing. Well, uh, number one, the mRNA is supposed to enter the muscle cells and instruct the cell's machinery to produce a harmless piece of what's called the spike protein. Well, when I do my spike presentation, you're going to see that the spike is not a harmless piece of genetic material. It is the bioweapon that's causing uh, all the issues in people. Uh, next, uh, the, our cells are supposed to display the spike protein on the outside surface of the cell. Our immune system is supposed to recognize that protein, doesn't belong there, a foreign invader, and it's supposed to trigger an immune system response to produce antibodies and activate our immune system to fight off what it thinks is an infection. No, what's happening is it's creating an autoimmune reaction because your body says something is wrong with these cells. Let's go and attack these cells and get rid of them. That causes massive inflammation and blood clots throughout the body, uh, all uh, supposed to be uh, in the name of preventing an illness. In reality, it's a bioweapon that's meant to destroy your body from the inside. Don't take the shot. And then they conclude that at the end of the process, your body's supposed to learn how to protect against future Well, we lost the doctor there. Um, I don't know what happened, but we got froze up there. I don't know if uh, Dr. Bill got... Lies. Dr. Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, hang, hang on a second. You yeah. froze up there for the last maybe 20 seconds or so. Can you kind of backtrack over that just a little bit? Yeah, so uh, what this is saying is the spike protein is supposed to be presented on the surface of the cell. And it's not doing that. What's happening is that spike protein gets cleaved off of the outside of the cell, put into circulation, and it circulates throughout the bloodstream. And that's uh, what's causing massive inflammation and multi-system organ failure throughout the body. And so we'll, we'll go over that uh, in our spike presentation uh, down the road. Okay. So here, uh, free SARS-CoV-2. Is my connection okay again? 
Are we yeah, you, no, you're you're doing you're doing great. It just kind of froze up, and there was no sound, no nothing <laughs> for about twenty oh, seconds. Okay. So, just want to make sure you cover that. All right. So, free SARS-CoV-2 spike protein S1 particles, which the S1 particles are what's produced by the vaccine, it may play a role in the pathogenesis of COVID-19 infection. We hypothesize that the soluble S1 subunits of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein that are shed from the infected cells. Uh, of the person who gets the vaccine may bind to the ACE2 receptors and downregulate cell surface expression of this protein. The decrease in ACE2 activity on the background of constant or increased ACE activity in the lungs may lead to the prevalence of angiotensin 2 effects over those of angiotensin 1 through 7, thus promoting blood clots, inflammation, and pulmonary damage. So I'm going to explain this uh, in a way that's easier to understand uh, through this little picture here. This so it shows the coronavirus, the fake virus that they they say that they found. Um, instead of using that fake virus, think of that spike protein, which is the the little ball on the end of that that long arc sticking off of that uh, virus that they say that they found. That spike protein attaches to the ACE2 receptor. Uh, it binds to the ACE2 receptor and blocks the uh, ability of the body to use the ACE2 receptor. When that ACE2 receptor gets blocked, it leads to increased inflammation, blood clots, and pulmonary damage. And I'm going to show this right here, and this, this is complex biochemistry, but this is exactly what's happening. When your body uh, can't use the ACE2 receptor, it cannot uh, in decrease fibrosis, which is scar tissue. It can't uh, decrease inflammation, blood clots, and decrease pulmonary damage. And think about everything that's happening throughout the course of this uh, disease that they've created. Uh, we've got lots of lung issues. We've got lots of blood clots. We've got lots of inflammation. We've got lots of scar tissue. And it, another thing that uh, happens is you get vasoconstriction. So you get narrowing of your blood vessels. This is what's happening. They knew this. They bioengineered this weapon to block ACE2 receptors so that your body couldn't control inflammation throughout uh, all its systems. Marketized COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, here's a mechanism that they propose. What they're saying is that uh, there's something called double-stranded RNA that should not be in the shots, but they're finding it in the shots. This, this is an error with the manufacturing process. They have a defective product, and we've known it's defected, and, and this is on purpose. This double-stranded RNA that they're finding in these shots is a known strong exogenous inducer of immune inflammatory reactions involving well-identified intracellular signaling cascade and mediators. This double-stranded RNA causes massive amounts of inflammation. It's a main driver of a cytokine storm and cell death uh, that occurs in severe forms of COVID-19 or following vaccination. So this double-stranded uh, RNA is deadly and it should never be there. And again, another graph that kind of shows you uh, what's happening whenever the double-stranded RNA uh, gets put into the body. It interacts with dendritic cells and macrophages. That causes a massive cytokine storm, which leads to unfavorable effects of the vaccine, in particular myocarditis. Uh, here, another pathogenesis or mechanism of injury uh, has to do with polysorbate that's uh, an emulsifier that's in the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson or polyethylene glycol that's in the Pfizer and the Moderna shots. Uh, and people have been exposed to this. Um, now, if it's in your lotions or the products that you use, you put it under your skin, it's creating a sensitivity to polyethylene glycol so that when you're injected with the shot, 
that has polyethylene glycol, it will cause a, an amine reaction, an allergic reaction, and can cause myocarditis as well. So they're attacking from all angles. It's, it's not just what, uh, what's in the shot. It, it's the components that they're adding to that, the polyethylene glycol that's uh, in the shot as well. Uh, here, hypersensitivity. We, we're going back to the polyethylene glycol again, another study showing that polyethylene glycol uh, it creates a, an immune reaction, an allergic reaction. And the other thing that uh, they mentioned here is something called tromethamine. Tromethamine, and I included an article for this, is a drug used for cardiac resuscitation. Now, this drug is in the shots, and they just changed that. When they started giving it to the 5 to 11-year-olds, they included this drug called tromethamine, where uh, before it was saline, and that tromethamine is known for cardiac resuscitation. Now, the only reason they would include that, they want to say it's to prolong shelf life. It's a lie. It's not to prolong shelf life. They know that the shot is causing heart damage, and there were too many heart cases, and so they thought, well, let's just put this drug that resuscitates your heart into the vaccine to try and decrease uh, our, our heart damage. It's an experiment, nobody should do it. And here's the fact sheet from the Pfizer BioNTech uh, showing the ingredients and you can see right here, uh, polyethylene glycol, right here, polyethylene glycol, tromethamine and tromethamine hydrochloride. This is an experiment, it's never been done on people and not in a laboratory and they're doing it on a mass scale, millions of people getting this, this experimental uh, gene therapy. Now, right here, you guys can watch this video later, but uh, I went to a pharmacy where one of our state representatives, his name is Justin Boyd, uh, he's a pharmacist, he owns a pharmacy, and I delivered him the Nuremberg Code, the VAERS database, and the information about tromethamine and myocarditis, and he was going to go do a vaccine clinic at our schools and start vaccinating 5 to 11-year-olds. And I went and confronted him about it. Uh, given the information, maybe he didn't know, given the benefit of the doubt, uh, maybe it was ignorance. Well, no ignorance after I was done with him because I told him exactly what the shot was doing and said, you need to inform these parents of the risks associated with this vaccine before injecting these kids with it. If you're not telling them that this, this kid would could end up with permanent heart damage or potentially die after the shot, you're going to be liable for crimes against humanity. And someday, because he went ahead and did the vaccine clinic, I'm going to come against him and we're going to charge him with crimes against humanity because he is injuring children in our community. Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, I I see your presentation there. Can you play that video or is that just a picture of the video? Um, I can play the video, but the, you know, the sound's not as good as it could be, but I I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to show, you know, that is him in the video and I delivered uh, that, but you know, this is something that you guys can do. So at some point, uh, you know, you can watch and turn up the volume really loud, but the volume's just not great. And so, but uh, at least you can have an example of, uh, of how I do this. Yeah. Process. And we'll, well, we'll point them back to our previous interview because we played your video where you did confront a pharmacy there in Walmart. So I'm sure it's yeah. probably the same kind of confrontation, but I, I want people to understand this guy, Justin Boyd, <clears throat> that where's he a pharmacist at? In the town where my office is at, Alma, uh, Arkansas. Okay, he, he but what what pharmacy there? It's what called? It's called Coleman Pharmacy. Coleman Pharmacy. Okay, in Arkansas. And people, look if you're if any of you are from Arkansas, you need to go and confront this guy. 
Somebody needs no. to take up, you know, Dr. Bill can't do it all by himself. And I, I believe that we ought to take it up locally, uh, Dr. Bill. I, I, you know, we've got lots of friends in the chat who've got that. They've taken hold of that and they're doing it in their counties, their cities. And some of them are branching out outside their counties, but they're still in the state. And I think that's what people have to do. They're going to have to start taking this more than just talk and saying, okay, look, you're clearly a lawless person because of whatever reason. I'm not going to try to pick out people's intents. I don't know their hearts. That's for God to decide. But I can see your actions, and your actions are lawless. Some people are going to have to pick this up from the, what you've started, and they're going to have to start taking uh, Mr. Justin Boyd uh, to court. They're going to have to start yeah. bringing criminal charges against him. Or, well, I know they can't do it, but they're going to have to start filing some complaints with the police. They're going to have to start being vocal in their area and saying, Mr. Justin Boyd has been warned. Now he's committed capital crimes for which capital right. crimes are, you know, you get to swing. You Not in the pleasant sense of swinging. You get a short drop with a sudden stop kind of swing. And I look, some people have a hard time with, with our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani, speaking about what happened at Nuremberg and they were hung. I have no problem telling you. The Bible says that if you engage in this kind of conduct, and it ends up in somebody's life being lost. And we and our law is based upon that, too. You get to yeah. lose your life. Th yeah. That's how serious this is. I'm not advocating vigilanteism. I'm advocating justice. That you go through due process, but you're doing this. You've been warned. This is the death penalty issue. If you want to laugh it off, if you want to scoff it, don't think that God doesn't see what you're doing. And he's going to bring that justice on you one way or the other unless you repent. And uh, Justin Boyd, you've been warned. You've been warned by the doctor. Now you've been warned by me pointing back to Scripture. And I can, I can cite the passages if that's what you need to do. But if we don't bring this justice, Dr. Bill, we're going to lose our liberties. And we have to stand up and do it. So those of you in Arkansas who know this man, look, be kind and compassionate understanding that we were all once in darkness, as Ephesians 1 says, we were children of the devil, okay? Be compassionate in that form, but go forth and speak the truth to him and let him know we're going to hold you accountable. You might find yourself in an early grave because you won't heed the law of God. Yeah, that's right. And I went before the state legislature, before the health committees, and I, I gave them no excuse. I gave them a presentation that spike protein from the vaccine and what's causing all these issues. And, and I said, no more excuses. And they did not protect the people of Arkansas. So they are liable. They know the truth. They chose to ignore the truth. And if they didn't read the presentation that I gave them, that's on them. They have the information there at their disposal to do the right thing. And they chose uh, not to protect the people of Arkansas against these vaccinations. And, and so they, they have uh, God to answer to, not me. I'm just, like I said, I'm the messenger delivering the message that needs to be delivered. And if people listen to me, that is what I would prefer. But if they don't, they have God to answer to. That's right. Okay, so um, here's a, a study which is this was showing that uh, treatment of females with testosterone uh, led to higher incidence of myocarditis in uh, in rats <laughs> in mice. So this points back directly to uh, that testosterone uh, being a cause of increased myocarditis in uh, males. 
Uh, novel platform of mRNA uh, vaccines and myocarditis clues for a potential underlying mechanism. The association of myocarditis with male sex and younger age could be attributed to sex hormones. So, so they're specifically targeting young males because they, they know that uh, testosterone will lead to uh, increased inflammation in the heart. The two main hurdles to overcome this platform with the uh, mRNA technology have been uh, that RNA was uh, had unwanted reactogenicity, so it caused unwanted immune reaction, and the RNA was fragile. And we saw that with the double-stranded RNA, it's not supposed to be in there, and, and unfortunately, it was in the shots. And that leads to massive inflammatory reactions, so another study just pointing out uh, that that's what was happening. Uh, also, they, they looked in the batches of Pfizer vaccine, and it contained lower than expected levels of intact mRNA. So the mRNA did not stay in the form that it was supposed to stay in. It actually uh, broke down and became something completely different, which led to issue with uh, vaccine safety. And by the way, I keep saying vaccine. Just keep in mind, this isn't a vaccine. Right. This is a gene therapy bioweapon. Uh, so, and some a lot of people probably heard this study. This one was pretty popular, but uh, it's about the endothelial inflammatory markers uh, with a uh, acute coronary syndrome uh, due to this pulse cardiac test. So, what they found, they had 566 patients between the ages of 28 and 97. They did a pulse test, and this pulse test tests for uh, your your risk of cardiac uh, injury down the road. They tested these people. They were all normal before the vaccine. They retested them two to 10 weeks following the second COVID shot. And what they saw was an increased pulse score uh, from 11% over a five-year period to 25% uh, over a five-year period, which meant that their chance of acute coronary syndrome increased from 11% to 25% in five years. That's a massive increase and severely concerning that these people who got the shot are going to end up with a heart attack or heart, um, major heart issues, and they're going to die from those heart issues uh, within five years, a quarter of them. Uh, here, uh, SARS-CoV-2 spike protein disrupts human cardiac parasites. So this study uh, shows that the S1 spike protein from the vaccine can bind not only to ACE2 receptors, but to another receptor on the heart called the CD147 receptor. And when it binds to that CD147 receptor, it can propagate damaged organs distant from the site of infection, promoting microvascular injury. And this can cause uh, major issues with blood vessels. Um, here, a uh, mistake by the people preparing the shot. If they don't dilute uh, the shot properly, uh, here's what it says. It says that the vaccine, which is undiluted properly, has led to penetration of the pericardial sac or the myocardium of the vaccine uh, powder, which is suspended, provoking an immune response cascade to remove the infiltration that turned out to the above-mentioned risky and painful cardiac inflammatory response. So they're saying if you don't do not dilute this vaccine properly when you're uh, before you're administering it, that it's going to damage your heart says that, that these incidents of heart damage are myocarditis are underreported by the practitioner, uh, being that nurses do not always realize the drug has not been administered properly. So it's very important uh, that we hold these people accountable. They're sloppy. You know, the process to prepare the shot for injecting in somebody's arm is very complicated, and you mess up on one step of that process, you're going to lead to uh, major issues. 
COVID-19 and arrhythmia. So here, the mechanism of myocardial injury is not uh, yet determined, but it's thought to be due to molecular mimicry. Molecular mimicry between the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 and self-antigen may, may cause dysregulated cytokine expression in the immune response to mRNA, which leads to activation and dysregulation of immune pathways in certain individuals. It's upregulating uh, your inflammatory mechanism, the cytokine storms that uh, everybody's talking about. And there's just a little diagram of uh, what exactly happens. So, do cardiac cells regenerate? Uh, and we're getting close to finishing up here, but uh, I'm just going to tell you this is what it says cardiac repair and regeneration. The heart is unable to regenerate heart muscle after a heart attack or after myocarditis. Thus, the inability of the heart to regenerate cardiac muscle coupled with predominant uh, fibrotic injury or scar tissue. Uh, remains a major fundamental obstacle to treating heart disease. So, so myocarditis, this is permanent. Dr. B, th yeah, that's what I was going to ask. This is not like uh, if you had a little too much alcohol and you got a fatty liver and your liver can regenerate the whole thing. If you do damage to the heart, you there's no, like this, there's no way to, to correct that, even eating you well or anything like that? Yeah, you cannot go back. Uh, the, the heart uh, damage is permanent. I'm going to uh, show you here another study why the human heart cannot regenerate. Heart failure, listen to this. Heart failure is the most common cause of death worldwide. They're coming for our hearts. The main reason that this is the, that the damage to the human heart causes cardiac muscle cells to die, which in turn leads to reduced heart function and death. The ability of most cardiac muscle cells to reproduce disappears in humans and all other mammals shortly after birth. So after you're born, there's no regenerating heart cells anymore. Uh, and this is a well-known fact, and they want to call it mild myocarditis. As we've seen, it's not mild, and it's permanent, causes scar tissue on the heart, and will lead to your heart dying much sooner than it should die. Well, here, myocarditis. Here's uh, Dr. Gina. Uh, here's what she said. If a five-year-old develops mild quote, mild myocarditis, there is a 50-50 chance they won't live to see their 15th birthday. This should shock every person who has a heart. It should. Every person who has a soul and a conscience. This is why I'm out here screaming and yelling. These kids are, are going to die early, prematurely. There are massive amounts of deaths and so many good doctors out there trying to warn but I'm giving you the, the facts, this, the data that you need in order to go out and arm yourself because this is the battle that we're in. We're supposed to arm ourselves with the truth. This is how we fight this battle. We fight it with the truth, and we fight against these lies, and we use their weapons against them. That's right. And that we're using the CDC's own data against it, the FDA's own data, the drug manufacturers' own data against it. We attack them with their own weapons. So this, this journal article uh, that uh, says this, it says within there's 25 to 56 percent uh, chance that within three to 10 years, you're going to die of heart failure and sudden cardiac death, especially if you have symptomatic uh, heart issues early on. And all these kids who have this myocarditis uh, presenting at the such a young age, this is what we can expect. 25 to 56 percent of them will die within three to 10 years. I know this is shocking, but this is the truth, guys. We have to wake up. These kids are, are being killed. Now, are they at risk? This is from the CDC, and many of you have probably seen this. In the 0 to 17 age group, 
there's a survival rate if they get whatever this sickness that's going around is. They have a survival rate of 99.998%. And for the 18 to 49-year-old age group, there's a 99.95% survival rate. We don't need the shot. God's given us an immune system that protects us. And we can see it right here, the survival rate. It can't get any better than 99.998%. The shot's definitely not going to improve on those odds. So that's one thing I point out. When I go to these pharmacies, I'm confronting these pharmacists. I tell them, is that shot, uh, you really think that shot's going to increase the survival rate of 99.998%. And if it's not, don't give them the shot. So the vaccine, we know it doesn't provide immunity. It's not going to give anybody a chance to get herd immunity through vaccination. So there's no point in taking the shot. So why is there a maniacal push to inject experimental mRNA gene therapies with zero long-term studies into our children? The only explanation is that they're trying to kill our children. And here's a little video. And here's some of the other people. You know, Dr. Bill, we, while, while we're watching this, we've played some of this, too. We've showed these athletes collapsing on the ground. We pointed to the news that's coming out almost daily, at least several times a week, of celebrities who are very, you know, select number of people. And they're dying. And they're being told, we don't know why they're dying. It's We don't have a, a reason for that. Uh, they, in fact, they kind of open up with the person died and then they talk about their, their, how their life was or how they impacted the culture or whatever, but they don't tell how they died. They, it's just sudden. And it's like, well, yeah. most people want to know why a 20 or 30 year old person <clears throat> who might be a celebrity, especially, or, or anybody else for that matter, if they just died suddenly, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not normal either. No, they're trying to cover up these extremely healthy athletes yep. uh, don't die from heart issues. And that we, we know they're all required to get the shot in order to play. You know, Kyrie Irving refused, and he got kicked out of the league. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible that people are putting their jobs, they're putting their careers and all this other stuff. It's, it's a shame they're having to, to choose between those things. I think that's tyranny. That's what that is. But it it's, is. A, it's a shame where they don't think through it and say, you know what, if I take this thing, I might not be around to work that job. I might not be around to play that sport because, that's right. my goodness, I'm not. But I here's the thing. I don't think people are paying attention to the media as much as people would like uh, to think, I don't think they're paying attention to the news. I don't think they're doing 
their own due diligence to find out, well, is this thing okay or not? I'm just hearing what my friends do. I'm going along with mm-hmm. my friends and uh, I don't want to, you know, rock the boat too much here uh, because, you know, I got a, I, I got a wife and I got kids to feed and this, that, and the other and blah, 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 blah. And I understand that mentality. Don't get me wrong. I, I've got a wife and kids to take care of too. But if it come down to, you know, somebody telling me you're going to have to take this thing that I see doing all this stuff to these people, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to try my job at, um, you know, at Walmart being a greeter or, or or taking two or three jobs. If I can even get one there doing the other things, I'm going to try my, I'm going to try my good fortune there more than I am going and taking your shot so that you can just tell me, Oh, wait a minute. Two months later, you're not fully vaccinated. You're going to need another shot and you're going to need to take these pills and you're going to need to take these boosters every six months or whatever the case may be. Uh, boy, yeah. they, they just hold the carrot out in front of people. This well, is incredible. Their career is over. Once yep. they develop this myocarditis, they're, they're done. Uh, it, you know, it says three to six months of no strenuous activity. Well, they can't do strenuous activity uh, ever again. They can't uh, compete uh, at a high level in athletics uh, ever again because they have permanent heart damage and scar tissue in the heart. Yeah. Let me let me add one thing here before you continue. Yeah. The more I think about this, and I do have compassion on people who are ignorant, don't get me wrong, but there is an issue to where people are bowing their knee to the beast system and taking this shot. Now, yeah. I want people to understand, you guys know who've listened to me, I, I don't buy this as Mark of the Beast. I think there's an application for it. There's no question about it because they're telling you can't buy, sell, go to all these places. There's definitely an application for it. There's no question about that. But the fact of the matter is, is this, when you're bowing to that, you're not trusting God to be your healer and your protector, Psalm 91. You're not Amen. doing that. And as, and I'm not, again, it's not to say doctors don't have their use. They do. They do have their use. They understand that. I mean, God used the, um, the Dr. Luke to write the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. And I think he did that because of all the things surrounding the, what we talked about, about the sign gifts yesterday at church, the sign gifts confirm the word of God that the New Testament had come, that the fulfillment of all the promises throughout the Old Testament had come in Christ. They were confirmed by the miracles and the signs and the healings and all of these things that, that Christ and his apostles were doing. And uh, But yet, there is this thing of saying, well, I, you know, I want people to pray for me. But I'm going to go do all this stuff that's going to destroy my body because the doctor said it was okay. And I I have to point people back to the woman who had the issue of blood and say she spent all her money on doctors. And again, it's not to to push aside doctors who know their stuff, who will point them like you to a creation-based kind of medicine, if you will. But it's those who are continually pimping out the big pharma drugs that are synthetic. We know they do things bad to the body. They may treat a symptom, but then they're going to spring up some other kind of symptom. They're going to sell you something for that. And and yet we're the ones told, you know, I'm told, well, you're just pushing people who are selling snake oil. No, that's what the big pharma companies are doing. That's what they're doing there. Uh, Just wanted to get that in there because I get a lot of people who speak like that, um, who leave comments or send emails and I don't want them to think, look, I'm not against men who have studied the body. They have engaged in science. They've learned after God. They're thinking God's thoughts after him. And they're learning to treat the body with the means God has given for that, not through the means of man, which we're seeing now. There's a way that seems right to man, but what? The end thereof leads to 
death. And I think that's what you're pointing out here. Ephesians 5.11, you're exposing that darkness that's there. Yeah, and uh, and I, I want people to have hope uh, because, you know, there are a lot of people that are awake and sometimes we feel alone. I, I was at the uh, reawakening conference uh, this, this past uh, week, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and it was just an encouraging time. So, you know, I, I would highly recommend that uh, any of you who feel alone, find one of these conferences to go to, uh, meet up with all these fellow patriots who are out here uh, fighting for our freedoms and feel encouraged because God does not want us to feel alone. He wants us to know that there are others like me and uh, like Tim who, who are out there who are fighting and we all need to get into this fight. Uh, if you care about our country and you care about our freedom, you can no longer sit on the couch and watch other people do the work for you. Get out into your communities, whether that's uh, you know running for school board or running for city council or justice of the peace or you know the state representative, state senator position. You want to be the change. Don't rely on other people to do that for you. Uh, we we like we wanted Donald Trump to come in and save us. He, he what he really wanted uh, was to wake us up to the fact that he can't save us. But we have to take an initiative and be integral in that part of redefining what our country is and taking our freedoms back from these evil, satanic people who have taken over. But I want to give you guys a list of things that you can do. So first of all, if it's not obvious by now, don't get the shot. The shot's a bioweapon. It's meant to kill you. It's not meant to provide you immunity to some imaginary uh, virus that they created in a laboratory. Uh, it, it is it is there to kill you and kill others around you. If you really care about somebody, it's kind of like sharing the gospel. And I think this is a, a great wake-up call for us to share the gospel. If you care about your loved ones, not only do you share the truth about the vaccine, but share the gospel with those people. Because, you know, God forbid they die while they're here on earth. If they don't know Christ, they spend eternity in hell. And that's much worse than any death that we have here on earth. So don't get the shot. If you have symptoms, treat the symptoms early. And I've provided a link on the presentation here of what you can do to start treating early. Early treatment is the best way to not end up in the hospital. The modern-day Nazi death camps are in the hospital. And we all know people who, you know, they were somewhat sick whenever they went in. They never made it out. Same protocol, got put on remdesivir, diagnosed with COVID, got put on a ventilator, and ended up dying. And it was completely avoidable if they had just started early treatment. So start early treatment. And we need to educate. We need to share the truth about this kind of stuff with what these shots are doing to our children, with what these shots are doing to our, our friends and family members. We need to educate or else they're going to continue to believe the lie that all the symptoms that they're getting are just a result of this virus that they say is going around. No, the, the shot is causing the majority of the issues that we have. And believe it or not, unvaccinated people, and I'll share about this in my, my uh, spike protein presentation, uh, unvaccinated people can be exposed to shedding from vaccinated individuals and develop massive lung inflammation and uh, gastrointestinal inflammation because that spike protein gets into your lungs that they've shed on you, that you're breathing in, and attaches to uh, ACE2 receptors and causes all those issues that I was talking about, the, the, the uh, blood clots and the blood pressure issues and the fibrosis and the lung damage. So if you know somebody who's been recently vaccinated, try and stay away from them for about two weeks so that you can avoid uh, lung issues. 
Um, next, I've got a letter there. You're going to send this letter from that Dr. David Martin drafted up. You're going to send it to the Attorney General and to you, your U.S. attorneys and demand that uh, they hold accountable these criminals uh, who are perpetrating these crimes on our, our, our uh, humanity. Um, next, call your state representative and your senators. You tell them to put a stop to this insanity. They need to have a job to represent and protect the people uh, in our states, and they're not doing it. Uh, so they, we, they either need to step up and do what's right, speak out against this bioweapon, or they need to be taken out of office. Just like I confronted Justin Boyd uh, because of the wrongs that he's committing, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, maybe he didn't know. But once you inform them, if there's no action taken, then they're accountable, and you, you need to hold them accountable for that. Uh, next, I created a flyer uh, that you can print out and hand out to all your friends and family members, people at church, uh, whatever. Tell them to get the word out, and it's the truth about the vaccine, what the vaccine is doing to that. It has a few QR codes, and it's got some of my presentations and a video on there that it, uh, from doctors uh, telling the truth about the vaccine. Print off those flyers and get them out in your community. And then finally, uh, you can do, deliver the Nuremberg Code, the VAERS database, and a copy of the presentation to doctors and pharmacists in your, in your area. These healthcare providers, uh, the people that are supposed to take care of us, they need to be held accountable. They need to be delivered with the truth about what's going on, and they need to act on it. If they choose to continue going and committing the crimes that they're doing, they will be held accountable for committing crimes against humanity, and they will be put on trial. And so don't, don't give these people an excuse. They might be ignorant now, but after you visit them, there's no more ignorance. They're culpable and they're guilty of crimes. So that's all I've got for today. Okay. Well, that was a lot of information. You know, it built one. <laughs> Bethany goes, can we just have a marathon and you go ahead and do the spike protein thing now? No, Bethany, that's why we're going to have you back another day, dear. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to be back. You know, that's probably another hour presentation. Uh, usually, when I give it, lots of questions uh, about uh, what <laughs> what uh, uh, I'm presenting on. So I, I'm happy to take those uh, questions, and I, I could do a session where it's just Q and A uh, for half an hour, or however you want to do it, uh, because I've, I've done a lot of research and study and data. I'm looking for answers. I can read this complex material and uh, try and explain it in a way that's understandable to people out there. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, come back anytime and uh, and present on whatever we need to present on. Well, I think you've got uh, two presentations. We, we talked about uh, spike protein. So I'm going to, you know, after the, when we close out the show, we'll schedule that one. Hopefully, maybe we can get you on sometime. The week. I'm t the week's open except for Wednesday and Saturday, uh, but or maybe next week. Whatever whatever fits in your schedule is fine. But I, I think the more this information needs to get out, uh, it's going to reach more people. Now, some look some of yeah. the people in the chat. They're already convinced this is a bad thing. They're staying away from it, and that's fine. But we've got to do our job in spreading that message to other people. It's kind of like the gospel. Okay, you believe Jesus died for your sins and and all of this, and that's great. Now. Are you discipling people with that in mind? Are you teaching them the things? You've got to spread it out. It's not so much that you have it for yourself. It's that you have it for yourself so that you can share it with somebody else. What we've been freely given, uh, what we've freely received, we freely give. And so I think that's important. And I appreciate your time, uh, Dr. Bill, to come on. One of the things I was going to say was, you know, a mutual friend, Dr. Michael Roth, he's also America's frontline doctor. 
he's developed this EDTA cream. Uh, he was kind enough to send me a couple of bottles. I sent it to my mom who has Parkinson's. He says, you know, see if she'll stop taking the the Parkinson's medication they gave her. And I told her, I said, you know, he tells you how to put it on, put it on four times a day on your wrist there, you know, do that kind of thing. Um, you know, and so many people, it's hard to get them out of that mindset of the allopathic medicine. Well, the doctor told me I have to take this. Yeah, but what's it doing to you? It keeps making you have to go to some other kind of medication some months down the road. That's right. I said, give this a shot and do it and give it time to work. Everybody wants something like this. Give it mm-hmm. time to work. See what it will do. Because my mom and dad, they don't eat bad. They're they're from old school. You know, they grow their own food. Of course, they they go out and eat too, but they grow their own food and they canned and all this kind of stuff. So I would think they would be more healthier than, you know, regular people today who eat the garbage that we get at the grocery store stuff. So, uh, but those are kind of things. And I, I wanted to pe- point people to that. I will have the link to Dr. Michael Roth, the two interviews that we did with him. And you can go to his website and you can pick that up if you're interested in getting that. That's to detoxify graphene oxide and some other heavy metals as well. But uh, it'll take care of that. Uh, Dr. Bill, final Final comment from you. Is there an encouraging word you want to give to people? And by the way, I want to ask, can I take this presentation that you got on uh, Google Drive? Can I put that as a link and people can pull down this whole yeah. this whole thing so they can utilize it? Okay, great. You got a final yeah, word you want to leave uh, the sure. people with? Yeah, I want to give people hope. Uh, you know, I'm with the Memphis Frontline Doctors. I met with uh, Simone Gold uh, this a couple of days ago uh, when I was at the conference. And we are starting America's Frontline Doctors Clinics throughout the nation. And uh, we're probably going to be opening the first America's Frontline Doctors Clinic here in Northwest Arkansas. And it will be a model for every other clinic throughout the country. And so the goal is to have something over 200 clinics throughout the country where we will be doing integrative medicine. We will be incorporating a lot of natural therapies uh, to to try and get as much away from the drug uh, companies as we can. Because that's the path that we need to take. We're going to be held handcuffed uh, to these drug companies until we get away from them. And also, we're going to get away from the insurance companies. We're going to do these uh, PMAs, private medical associations. And it will be a a fee-based membership where you'll have access to the highest quality health care that's available. And so... Uh, I want to give you hope that that uh, there's hope on the horizon uh, for for people who are out there looking to avoid the hospitals. I think that's great. Uh, sounds to me like you're you're you guys are moving towards something kind of like what they do with Legal Shield. If you can get quote unquote legal advice for twenty five bucks a month or something, and they they're yep. building up a pool, kind of like an insurance kind of pool, but keeping it um, available or the ability for families to pay and stuff like that. I think that's great. Um, also, uh, you know, there was a guy when they passed the Obamacare stuff, there was a doctor down in Texas. I think he said, I'm not going to take your Medicare. I'm not going to take your insurance anymore. I'm going to come to your house and it's $50 a charge for me to come there. And then, you know, anything else is additional or whatever, but I'll come to your house for 50 bucks. That's like half the price. You know, my family really doesn't go to the doctor. If we have a serious injury, like one time when my daughter was little, she one of the shells broke and something hit her in the head. She had to have three stitches. Well, I took her down here to the, you know, emergency thing or whatever. It's not an emergency room, but it's uh, one of those little things they set up, you know, in rural areas. And I took her down there. It was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of money, but I figure, okay, they're adding stitches. It takes them, you know, 30, 45 minutes to see her and stuff. So I get it. There's three people in there. You got to pay them. And so to me, that seems kind of fair. It, it doesn't yeah. seem fair when they're just, 
you know, and you can see the difference. I go into the hospital. I had some gallbladder issues. People know about this. I had uh, stones. Go to the hospital because I was hurting so bad. I was getting these gallbladder. I didn't know what they were. And um, go to the hospital. Uh, go down there, and they want it. They're going to charge me overnight. I was in such pain. They put all this. I don't know what the medicine mm-hmm. was, but it makes you kind of like, yeah, I'd like to stay like this the rest of the the week, please. <laughs> uh, but it kills the pain, which was great. And they said we're going to have to cut that out. I didn't care. You could cut my legs off. I I just wanted the pain to go away. And I was told the next morning after I stayed there, well, this is an elective surgery. Let's not do that. Just, you know, if we do, you're going to have to stay away from certain foods. I said, can you get rid of them? No, you can't get rid of them. Well, that was a lie, too. You can get rid of them. They're cholesterol balls. And thank God for Dr. Berg up there in D.C. You know, he's a chiropractor. And he was teaching on all this. And I I watched his his videos. I did what he said with the kill shakes. I ate the eggs with the out the yolks Uh, (laughs) and all that ate the salads and all that other stuff. Haven't had it, and it's been years. And I was having them two or three times a week. It was just killing me. So I know yeah. these things work, uh, and they're not introducing the big pharma medications in it. They're just talking about how we eat, what we consume, and being aware of that. And so instead of making our God our stomach, as the Bible says, we're we're listening to what the creator has given us in the creation to take care of us. Dr. Bill, I appreciate you so mm-hmm. much coming on. We're going to schedule you again to come on. Uh, we'll, we'll find that out after the show to come on and talk about spike proteins, what people know and what they don't know and how this is all tied in. Guys, thank you for staying over. I know we've been long, uh, but you guys are great. It is good information. Please share it with your friends, especially with people that you know who are about to ha- who are thinking about having their kids get these shots. This is not about whether we look like we're right or wrong. That's irrelevant here. The issue is let's let's do our part to save some children, maybe some adults in the process, and then let's come behind it and say, you know who gives us this information? It's the Spirit of God. He's the one who drives us into these things to expose the darkness. That's his job is to lead us into all truth. That's what Jesus said. So, Guys, do that today. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning, 6 a.m., and we'll see you then. Adios.